gives you permission to take the weight of the world off your shoulders, leave the pressure to be perfect behind, and remove the guilt that can come with taking time for yourself. Welcome to Unleash Mama. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to Unleashed Mama. Um, I have an awesome guest with me today. It's I have Brittany McKnight with me. She is a another coach friend of mine that we've met in just the past couple months, really, and we have been just having an awesome time. Um kind of helping learn and from each other and challenge each other and kind of support, support each other along our, our coaching journeys. So Brittany, if you want to take a minute to tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I am a strategic life and money coach and I really help people strategize their life and their money to facilitate the life that they want. And this really was rooted in the desire to have my own business and really empower people. And I didn't initially know how I was going to turn that into a business, but I being a CPA in my prior career life really gave me a lot of tools and information that allowed me to help people on that technical side but I was really fascinated and intrigued with just personal development and like growth mindset and just really focused on being better today than I was yesterday. And I really want to empower other people to do that with their own lives and like customize it. And so that's what's brought me here today. That is so awesome. So when did you discover coaching? It's so funny. I was talking about somebody, I was talking about this with somebody else earlier today, but six months ago, I had no idea what coaching even was. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. So so I actually was, um, a friend of mine had sent me some information about hell yes coaching, um, you know, about five months ago. And that's when I was really in the pit of just like unhappy, unfulfilled at my job. And I was like, I've got to so I have to do what, something. Yeah. So what did that, like you said, you're unhappy, unfulfilled. How do you feel like that kind of affected other things in your life? Well, when I came to, like, for instance, when I uh, found out about coaching, I was much more receptive, much more receptive to being coached because I wasn't real clear on what it was, but I was at such a low point in my career that I was like, this has to work. And I had invested money in myself for the first time ever. I mean, like I had paid a lot of money for a coach and I'd never paid that kind of money for myself before. Um, I mean, that was the only, I mean, yeah, college education is an investment in yourself, but it's not, it's different with coaching. And I, so I invested that money in myself and I was like, this has to work thing. That's really going to make me realize like what my purpose is, is going to help me find clarity It's Mm -hmm. going to help me get to where I want to go. And I really didn't know exactly how that was going to unfold, but I was just, I really was at the point where I can tell you that I trusted the process. And even though I had no clue what was going to happen. Yeah, I can totally relate to that because for the longest time, I've known about coaching for quite some time, but it took me a, a couple of years to actually really commit 
to being a coach I think for the longest time I kept saying I'm a coach I'm a coach but I wasn't and like I wanted to help people but I never like it took me until November of 2020 to finally say to make that investment in you know in myself but in I guess my future yeah um and so I yeah I can totally relate to that and relating to the fact that it is not easy (laughs) it is not um I think that when you it's so huge to be able to invest in yourself and like it's I don't really know how to put it in terms of like the magnitude and like the impact that it has when you when you invest in yourself when you take time to like really find yourself and like clarity around what is going to fulfill you I mean I've done that and initially it kind of felt selfish but I was at a point where I was like I've done nothing for myself these last few years I have to do this now and see what happens my marriage is better I'm so much happier my relationship with my stepkids is better I can serve people so much more better uh, Mm -hmm. because I you know for taking that leap of faith and when you and I mean, and I would encourage everybody to do that because when you find what makes you happy, when you find like clarity around your purpose and what makes you want to get up every single day, your husband or your wife is better. Your kids are better. Your colleagues are better. Everybody is better off because you're doing what you're supposed to do, which affects everybody else for the better. Mm -hmm. And I was, so we keep saying like investing in yourself and I feel like as coaches, we we hear that and we kind of know what that means. But I think initially for someone who knows, they, ha- they just kind of have that feeling that there's more out there or they kind of think at times like if they're thinking about something or see someone else doing, let's say, for example, like they see someone else doing something um, like investing like getting either getting a coach or let's say getting a gym membership or something to get healthy and they're like oh that would be nice or you know like sometimes you think you see things and they feel out of reach yes or it seems like that's not for you right but do you think that from a mindset perspective that So like investing in yourself seems like one of those things where it's like, oh, that would be nice. But in reality, it's so much, I don't know, I feel like it's so much more than that. And oh my gosh, I don't know, what are your thoughts? I am totally of the belief now that there is not one single person on the face of this earth that doesn't need a coach. Now we, we won't need, we won't all need the same coach and you won't all, I mean, and that's the great thing about coaching is like, I was listening to a podcast the other day. There's a health coach for quilters out there. So, I mean, you can niche into anything, but there's a coach for everybody. But I mean, it, it's not about, it's more than like that term investing in yourself. Like it really just enhances your life so much to have somebody really. And the thing about coaching that I think has blown my mind is that it's not anything that 
my coach is giving me or like as a coach I'm giving to anybody else, you're helping people see that they already have everything they need inside themselves. There's nothing inside this world that anybody gives you or anything that's made in this world that can give you the fulfillment that you need. You already have it. And Mm -hmm. that's what I love about coaching. Like that helps derive that out of people and it helps them see that they don't need all these other things that they're trying to plug in and make them whole. Like they already have it. They just needed a coach to help them see it. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think too, I think what might be difficult at times for people is investing in yourself takes a lot of trust and if there's a lack of trust in yourself, because I mean, if you, anything you invest in, whether you get a gym membership or, um, gosh, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to think of, or like going to school yeah, or like taking a class or something the the teacher doesn't do the work for you. The, yeah. the gym, the trainer at the gym, they don't do the work for you. The coach, sure. they don't do the work for you, but you like that's the difficulty of it is trusting yourself in that you're a like trusting yourself enough to do the work yeah I like to think of like a coach or like a gym membership you're like you're talking about I like to think of those things as just facilitators they don't like just like you said they don't do the work for you they just facilitate the opportunity for you to be able to be more efficient at it or to do it better um yeah I mean, going to the gym, you can work out at home. Like, people underestimate the power of just doing push-ups and squats, like, freeform at home. But there's mm-hmm. just something about paying for a gym membership, going to the gym, and you could even do it in there just doing push-ups. And, but you're around that energy or you're around those people, you're around that equipment, and there's just something about it that makes you want to do it when you go to a gym. And it's the same thing with a coach. It's like, you can do all this stuff yourself, but you don't see it until you get in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, so far along your journey and kind of what has brought you here, what are some challenges that you've had along the way? <laughs> oh, man. Well, to start off, I will say that so. I was a CPA and I mean, I technically still am, but I was working at a tax firm and it was amazing the people that I worked with, but it was in the middle of tax season and I was working with my commute and working. I mean, it was like 60 hours a week and then I Mm -hmm. quit my job and all of a sudden I was thrust into all this time freedom and I underestimated how easy it would just go out the window um, when I didn't plan for it. And so it took me, How, what would go out the window? Just time would fly out the window. I mean, I would, Oh yeah. it would be Monday and then Friday would be here before I knew it. And I'm like, I don't even know what I did this week. And it, when it came me, to coaching or, well, for like building my coaching business. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. just looking back and not knowing necessarily how to utilize my time the best way possible and not, not, uh, there's still so much in myself every single day I'm discovering. And one of the components of discovering myself when I quit my job was how to be focused with the time that I had and like, what Mm. environment do I put myself in so that I'm using my time wisely. And so it took me a couple of weeks to really like learn how to do like time blocking and 
what do I need to focus on and what do I need to spend time? Yeah. So what do you, so what has helped you the most? Yeah. So the techniques for like really doing better with my time getting out of the house. And so like I go to coffee shops and I stay there and I mean, I could stay at a coffee shop all day long, but just getting out of the house and getting around the energy of other people is just really like, there's something in my brain that happens when I'm around other people and I think much more proactively and um, I'm just much more optimistic and I'm able to focus so much better even in a coffee shop when there's like hustle and bustle and stuff going on Mm -hmm. and keeping things simple so I'm reading this book right now which I highly encourage it's called essentialism the disciplined pursuit of less and I absolutely I just got that oh my gosh it is so good I, oh my, I just finished a a book and was going to go to that one next. So I'm glad I've heard it's really good. Oh yeah. Which I'm only halfway through it right now, but it has so, which I was really already kind of work realizing that I still, even though I quit my job and I'm starting this business, all of a sudden I felt like I had to consume my time with doing all these things to make it mm. look like I was doing something. Cause I felt guilty. I went from working for somebody else, you know, 60 hours a week to not doing that. Yeah. And so I felt guilty and it's like, I have to do something to plug my time so that I look like I'm doing something, which was wrong. And then I wasn't in doing that. I was never going to get really good at anything. And so Mm. I really believe in the power of three. And so I eliminated everything down that I was doing. And I focused on three goals for my business. And that's all I'm working on right now. And it has made all the difference. I'm so much more efficient. Um, I've gotten so much more. Yeah. And I've gotten so much more done. I mean, things that would have taken me months if I was still on the path that I would have stayed on with just being unorganized and trying to do all the things right now. Um, yeah. And just, just keeping it essential. There's so many things that we think are essential, but when you really sit down and dive into it and just give yourself some time to like sit and think about it, you realize mm-hmm. how many things really are trivial. And like this book was, it has been so fundamental in helping me realize that. Um, so I, I feel like then, so just kind of, um, I don't know the word I'm looking summarizing what we've talked about so far, I think for, for the listeners is um, because I like, I, f- I feel I'm that <laughs> piece out. Um, I feel like a, a good, some good things that the listeners can take from this so far is one, I would say, you know, don't, feel like I don't know I feel like our culture makes people think they have to constantly be going 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 oh my gosh yes and it's so contradictory to like how we function as humans as a whole yeah and two like um you it's worth I think it's really worth um talking like kind of Oh my gosh, where are the words today? I literally don't know why I can't think of anything. But like with your journey so far, you went from being unfulfilled and unhappy and realizing your this passion for helping people, 
you know, really take control of their lives. And that takes a lot of, a lot of courage. Like you just, you, I remember when we were in our group and you're like, yep, I quit my, quit my job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty psycho. Like to me, I feel like I can't really appreciate the magnitude of that decision because I guess it's me. Um, but when you see somebody else do something like that, you're like, holy crap, why can't I do that or something? But that was definitely a God thing. And I was like, there's no way that I could have done that. Just like living by the world standards. But mm. I well, mean, cause you had, you mentioned you had a plan. Yes. Of I had when very- you were going to quit. I did. Yes. I planned on quitting in August of this year. And then when, so we joined our like coaching group and then about a week or two after that, I got my own coach for just one-on-one and Mm -hmm. then I moved my target up to May of this year. And then like a week later, I was like, I'm quitting. (laughs) (laughs) You just like, when you figure out what you're supposed to do with your life, there is nothing else that should stand in your way. Like there's absolutely nothing. And if you wholeheartedly trust that, then nothing else matters. Like money doesn't matter. People, I mean, people matter, but like the, me working for somebody else did not matter at that point. It was like, I have Mm -hmm. to fulfill this purpose this much that I hate to leave you in the middle of tax season, especially in 2021 after all these regulations have come through, but I Mm -hmm. have to get, that is legit what I went in there and told them. And I was like, I think one of the first sentences out of my mouth was like, I have this really strong need to go out here and help people. And I don't exactly know what that looks like yet, but I know that I have to do this. And I sat and spoke with these people and they were so understanding. And I was so grateful because I didn't, it went, it did not go the way I anticipated. I thought they would like kick me out and it would be done. But oh wow, when you That's know, crazy. like it is, but I mean, I spent years preparing for this, um, you know, financially, sure, but mentally, I, I was just like something always racking around in my brain and it just snaps. And like, there's at that point, you cannot question anything. Like, you have to take action on it. So, what would you say to other, to anyone who might be listening? I know, I feel like you, you basically said it like you just go for it. But when you, I mean, cause I've, personally struggled with this too we've talked about this previously and I you know it's a hard decision because you think okay you know there is no guarantee there's a lot of uncertainty with especially going out on your own and you don't necessarily know when you're going to get clients yeah and how much you're going to be making month to month And there could be that tendency to, for your brain to take over and protect you and say, no, your brain will say, this is unsafe. This is unsafe. Don't. It it will. Yeah. Don't do it. By human nature, we want to be safe. Like we either are in like the, the, we're, our body, our brains are tailored to thinking like a survival mode all the time. And so we naturally are looking for comfort and safety. And I know me that I seek an opportunity to get out, like to feel fearful every day because those are the most impactful Mm. moments. But something, there's a few different, there's a couple different components for this for me that really changed it for me. That was like, this is, I have to make this decision. One, I realized that I was relying on the security of an employer. 
And Mm -hmm. I was relying on that consistent paycheck. But the thing is, is that when times get really tough, you still, you never know. You could be their A plus employee and times can get really tough and they may have to lay you off. Like you never know. But I was relying on the security of that. And I'm like, if I can rely on them, I can rely on myself that much more. And Mm. I was thinking financially because I was used to that consistency. And I was like, okay, we have enough savings and I know that we can go. I know how long we can go without another dollar coming in. But I also trust the fact that yes, initially this is going to take a dip financially, but I have this deep rooted desire to really go out here and change, help people change the way they think about themselves and their money that, yeah, it'll take a dip initially, but the return financially and fulfilling my purpose is going to be exponentially so much greater that I cannot afford to stay here. Yeah. And um, so that was, that was one of the things. And then this recurring question that I kept having for myself that I ask people a lot is that, if I'm sitting here a year from now, how am I going to feel? And I was already like, I could already look back over the last three years and tell you how progressively worse this like anxiety around what I was doing was just not working. And I was like, if I get any worse than this, I really feel like I'm going to have clinical depression. And I was, I mean, I really felt like I was getting there and I was like, I'm not a type of person that has like anxiety and, but I really felt like I was going to get there. And I was like, this has to stop. And so, I mean, my husband knew where I was getting um, mentally, but I kind of made the decision irrespective of him because I knew that financially and, um, you know, our family would be fine. But that was kind of the two things for me, you know, a year from now, am I going to be um, happy with the lack of inaction and, trusting that the financial gain would be exponentially greater in the long run. And it will be. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing to consider whether you're wanting to quit a job to start your own business or whether you're wanting to get healthy or, you know, improve your marriage or, you know, really this is translatable, I think to anything, Um, you know, are just looking at, your life now and thinking that thinking forward a year from now, if nothing changes, will you be happy with that? And if the answer is no, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a huge step. Like, I mean, yeah, quitting your job is huge, but it doesn't have to be that dramatic. I mean, something just as simple and looking back at it, really, it wasn't that dramatic. It seemed like I went from working for somebody to quitting my job, but really in the middle of there, I was at a breaking point and then I hired a coach and then Mm. I quit my job. (laughs) Yeah. I, I do not believe that I would have taken that leap had it not been for having a coach, me realizing that I have all these mental barriers that are holding me back that I've created for myself. And then once I like Mm. got rid of those and I, once I became really, really aware of them and then I worked to overcome them, then it really gave me the power to make that choice and do that. So as a, you said, I feel I'm, it's a strategic, strategic life and money coach. Okay. That's right. I knew I couldn't figure out. I didn't want (laughs) to like totally butcher it. So when you're helping 
your clients? Like what is, what is their goal normally? Um, a lot of times it is to quit their jobs and it's to start their own business or it's to transition a career or it might mm. just be finding fulfillment like where they're at and um, they don't want to change jobs or they think they love their job or they're just uh, they have this deep seated need for finding their purpose. And, um, one of, and that's, and that was kind of why I took on the title of strategic life and money coach was because I felt like life coach was too generic for me and that Mm. nobody's life is the same as anybody else's ever. Oh, for sure. And you have to take strategic steps to manipulate the outcome of your life. And in order, and money is a big component of that. Money is a huge tool to leverage the life that you want. And I never want my clients to set goals that are based on money because money is just the tool that gets you there. It should not be the goal in and of itself. Um, but people just taking different steps, um, it looks different for everybody. And, and I'm a big believer in elimination of just the most trivial of things that people don't even really understand they're is consuming their life. So, um, yeah, really a lot of times they're just looking to find their purpose and fulfillment and they want to quit their jobs and I help them to do that. Well, and I like as far as like the, the financial aspect of it, uh, you mentioned like using finances as a tool because a lot of times like, and not, helping them not focus on like having a certain or I guess yeah not having a certain dollar amount or anything right because what is the point you know what if somebody wants to have five thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars why do you want that what's the point in just having five hundred thousand dollars just to have it you don't want five hundred thousand dollars you want what five hundred thousand dollars can get you yeah and then it, it also makes me think too, I'm curious, like, cause we, we talk about, I, I had to switch my mindset around this too, as far as using money as a tool and like kind of, um, challenging my scarcity mindset around money, because for so many years, uh, I've struggled <laughs> like really bad. Like we, we, Austin and I, we struggled a lot financially and I feel like it hasn't been until the past year or two where we've finally gotten to a point where we feel more, feel a little bit more comfortable with what we bring in. But um, it's I'm hard. trying to think of, yeah, it <laughs> is. So like, if you, if you're talking to someone and, you know, explaining, like, how do you explain money being a tool versus like, that versus that scarcity mindset like how do you how do you help walk someone through that well I find a lot of times people will um, for example people's value what they say they value versus what they spend their money on do Mm. not align and they think that they don't have money because they don't get paid enough at their job or some kind of, you know, the like taxes are sucking them dry, but like you really dig down deep into it. No, that's not the case. 
you're just spending you all your spending money. Yeah, yeah, you're spending all your money in this area that you didn't even realize that's not even aligning with what you're telling me you want. And mm. the other thing that really realizing is the problems that are created in your life are choices that you make. Money does not yep. create your problems. People do not create your problems. Now, they can certainly perpetuate an issue, but I am a big believer that people don't create problems in your lives. You let them into your lives, and that was the problem. Um, mm-hmm. So money is just another one of those things that people want to cast blame on it, and they want to attribute all these emotions to it. And it's you. It's just like a spatula that you use to flip eggs. You don't get emotionally tied to a spatula. Why would you do that with money? Now, obviously, you can use money for more things, but it's still just a tool. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. And it, so, just d- dissecting your your what your thoughts and what you think about it and then like how you're emotionally attached and like really getting detached from it emotionally is like one of the first steps to um breaking that scarcity mindset because yeah money does not create your problems the choices you make do Mm. I love it so tell me a little bit about um because the podcast is called Unleash Mama. So one thing I like to talk about um, is how as women, we make time for ourselves. Um, and I feel like especially with your, you you being a stepmom, like your perspective yeah. is so much more different. Yes. <laughs> so, I guess I don't know tell me tell me a little bit about so yeah I do not have any kids of my own I got married almost eight years ago to the best husband ever but he also had four stepkids and I always wanted to adopt kids so I was like this is the divine opportunity I was like this is more than I could have ever asked for and um so I never tried to work to replace the kid's mom because I do not agree with that. Like, I would never encourage anybody to take on that role. If they ever felt like I was that close to them, like, I would love that. But I'm not trying to replace their mom. I just wanted to be their stepmom. And so I would try to take on all these these stepmom or these mom-like activities and roles and things. And it was just like, that was not my place. And it took me years to really, like, realize, like, okay this is not working. And I didn't have a bad relationship with my stepkids, but it wasn't what it could have been. And it was about two years ago that I was really at my breaking point with the kids because I was living this life that was contrary to what I believed in and agreed with. I was running them to sports all the time. We never were spending time with them. And I felt like I was doing all these mom things and getting up and fixing them breakfast, but I was just getting nothing out of it. It felt like such a thankless job. And Mm -hmm. so I went to my husband one day. um, I talked to a friend of mine that had been in a similar situation. And the thing that I remember that she told me that really got me, and she was like in tears when she was telling me this, because like I said, very similar situation. And she was like, just don't give up on them. And that just meant so much to her. And so that stuck with me. And then Mm. I think it was a day or two after that, I went to my husband and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I was like, I'm not going to be their stepmom. I'm not going to go 
lay out their clothes for them. I'm not going to wake them up for school. I'm not going to make them breakfast. I was like, I have to, if we're going to save our marriage, then I have to not be this person because that's not me. And Mm. so it took a few weeks and like, he really, he was very understanding. And uh, I mean, he knew where I was getting to. And then I kind of really decided like, okay, I'm going to be a mentor to these kids because it's very important for me to raise people into the world that are going to be responsible. They're going to care about other people more than themselves. They're going to be polite. They're going to be able to think for themselves. They're going to be able to make decisions for themselves. And so I was just really, I became consumed with that role instead. And it completely changed everything. And my relationship with my stepkids is so much better. And they already respected me, I think, before, but it changed a whole lot after that. And it took so much weight off of my shoulders. And I felt so much more autonomy and like just doing what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and my marriage was better. Yeah. That's so to, cool. I mean, I had to make that decision for myself. And it was crazy because that's just another one of those things like proving like when you choose to stop conforming to the world or somebody else's life and Mm. you do what you know is natural for you everyone else is better off for it and it really was case in point for my situation yeah and that's so funny you say that that because that's exactly what I was going to say and the reason I asked about that is because I feel like your situation is it's not unique but I because there's a lot of step parents out there, mm-hmm. but um, just the way that you approached it all, and that once you realized that y- once you realized you needed to be more true to yourself and what you value, um, we we tend to think that we do have to conform to a certain ideal or you know what is yeah. expected, but that who is that serving? Who is that benefiting? If it's not, um, if it's not who you really are and if it's yeah. hurting you, it, I feel like if it's hurting you, it hurts everybody because you're it not does. the best person that you can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're not meant to be like any other person. Now we certainly do have similarities with one another and things we can relate to. And there are over 7 billion people on this earth and there are not, there is not one single person that is just like the other. And that's exactly the way that it's supposed to be. I think the only reason the word perfect exists is so that we can realize that there's nothing that is perfect. (laughs) Um, Uh, Nobody, (laughs) nobody, I mean, nobody is supposed to be like anybody else. Why do we do that? I mean, it's crazy to me. And so, I mean, just because you marry somebody that already has kids doesn't mean you have to suddenly be a mom. You just need to be you and they will look up to you for that. Mm. I love that. That's so awesome. (laughs) Thanks for for sharing that. I know it's a little more personal and not as like coaching related, but at the same time, um, still really, I think really important. Yeah, I mean, so, I think and, it totally feeds into what I coach people on in that, like, you have to stop doing these things that just because you think that it's pleasing somebody else, because obviously it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. So you, um, to kind of like wrap things up a little bit, you yeah. have 
what are what are what do you offer is it just one-on-one I know you have something brewing yeah brewing um I currently do one-on-one coaching and I'm also a small business consultant so I at my form like my former experience really encompassed a lot of working with um like entrepreneurs or LLCs that were already established and really just helping them like refine their accounting and administrative functions because so many people start businesses not to do accounting but that's what they end up spending the most time on so yeah and I love helping people like really um just cut out all the crap out of that process and like make it efficient and automate um, a lot of things and help them understand cash flow. So I work one-on-one coaching with um, entrepreneurs, really. And then I do business consulting. And then I'm also working on a babes and budgeting course that I'm so excited about. And I'm doing the beta launch at my house here in about a month. But I do plan on taking it to be an online course that people can access from anywhere and I still would like to do it in person and kind of have like little babes and budgeting retreats so see I thought I was being all funny saying that you had something brewing because you initially mentioned babes beers and budgeting yes (laughs) like brewing I'm gonna be punny (laughs) but then you said babes and budgeting I was like dang it (laughs) I (laughs) I was gonna do babes beers and budgeting but I was like I'm going to trip over that saying that to somebody and then it's going to compromise all of my integrity. <laughs> hey, I think either way, it sounds awesome. No but there matter will what certainly you call be beer, There will definitely be beer involved in the in-person retreats. So <laughs> yeah. Or, or like if I were to attend, I'd just like bring some hard ciders or something. I've never been oh, able to yeah. get into beer for some reason I I don't know know, why it truly is an acquired taste and like I the only reason I started drinking beer was because it was a lot like back in my college days it was a lot cheaper than liquor and (laughs) so I just kind of got in that lane and stayed there and that's just what I really I'm trying to become like a wine connoisseur now though I've kind of oh yeah both so Uh um but But I think I I think I had the opposite effect in that the reason I don't like beer is because I've had too much bad beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, the cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. You can't live that life when. <laughs> oh, man. That will ruin but... it for you. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyways. Okay, cool. So you are located in, I don't remember if we covered this. Where are you located? Yeah, I live in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, but I am all about being out and about so like I like to travel a lot so I like to go mm-hmm. to meet them if they're like in central Kentucky but I definitely can work with people I actually am having a consultation with somebody out in Iowa next week so um are you actually going or are you just gonna no it'll be remote so like I can work oh nice <laughs> That's that awesome. would be so cool but yeah you said you like traveling and I was like are you going all the way to Iowa that'd Listen, be that would be pretty cool but I you know. totally would but I still have obligations here at the homestead like I can't just leave yeah. prompt to like that yet but one day make kids are almost graduated <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh awesome so this was a lot of fun I yeah this was awesome 
Um, and okay, so where can our listener can the listeners find you? So I have a Facebook page called Women with Grit. And that's really like my baby, like my women's empowerment group. You can also listen to my podcast on that's currently on Spotify and it's called Women with Grit. Um, as soon as Apple gets their mess straightened out, I will be able to upload it there. And then I also Please. have a website at progressc.com. It stands for Progress Coaching and Consulting. So cool. you can reach me there. Sweet. Well, thanks so much for coming and talking to us. And um, I'm sure there's lots and lots uh, the listeners can get oh, from yeah. our conversation. Um, and I hope it helped. And all righty. Have a great night. Awesome. Thanks, Cal. Thanks. Thanks again for listening in. This is Unleashed Mama and I am Coach Jessica. You can find me at www.jessicapowellcoaching.com and I'm on Instagram at Jess underscore Powell underscore coaching and I will see you around.